Buying a business is not as difficult as you think, and there are too many myths out there that only millionaires can buy them. Anybody can buy an existing profitable business without prior experience, and many times without using their own money. Arturo has started, bought, and sold over 55-plus businesses across 18 industries. He has coached thousands of individuals, corporate employees, service employees, freelancers, real estate investors, retirees, homemakers, and many others in buying businesses and transforming their lives. And you can too. And to help get you started, here's your host, Arturo Henriquez. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode, Deal Criteria. So this is actually probably to, you know, in my opinion, the most important step in the whole business acquisition uh, roadmap. Um, you know, if you think about, you know, uh, you start with, I want to buy a business, that's the very beginning of the journey to where you actually close on a business and the business becomes yours. You are now a business owner. That's the end of the journey. Uh, there are so many milestones in between from finding the business to valuing the business, to talking to the seller, to doing the due diligence, to structuring the financing, to um, the legal documentation, among many other milestones. Um, and this one, which is defining your deal criteria, to me, is the most important one of all the milestones, because this is the roadmap that sets you out on your journey. Understanding and defining your deal criteria, what you're actually looking for and why you're looking for it, is going to set you down one path or another or another. And so you don't want to get down to the, you know, uh, structuring a deal and find out that or structuring the financing and find out that this isn't the, the type of business that you wanted because you didn't do the work at the very beginning or Maybe you decided that you wanted to do an online business because, you know, you heard your friends did it, right? And then as you get down the journey of what it means to buy an online business, you realize that that's not what you wanted at all. You don't want to be in the online space where it's heavily dependent on, you know, advertising and marketing, which takes a very specific skill set. Um, and now you have to start all over. Right. So you really have to nail down your deal criteria and really the reasons why you're doing this. And so let's start off with the objectives. The objectives are kind of like the, the macro picture, right? The, your big why, right? You've already decided you wanted to buy a business, right? So we've already defined that as opposed to doing a different type of entrepreneurial, uh, path, right? Charting a different, uh, direction. You've decided you wanted to buy a business, but now, Within that, there's bigger objectives that you need to decide on. And I'll give you very specific reasons why. So one of them is, do you want to work in the business or work on the business? So work in the business as you are one of the employees of the business, right? You are, if you buy a restaurant, you may be the cashier, you may be the manager, you may be in the kitchen, you know, cooking, you may be um, not necessarily uh, covering a function, but you may be in the restaurant, you know, five days out of the week, you know, eight hours a day. Um, if you're buying a, a fabrication facility, same thing. If you're buying a dry cleaner, same thing. You're in the business. You are as if you were an employee, meaning you are fulfilling a specific function. Whereas if you're on the business, 
you're not necessarily, the business is not dependent on anything that you do that day to keep the wheels on the bus running for the business, right? So you're not fulfilling a waiter job as if it was a restaurant or you're not you're not going to be a welder if it was a fabrication facility or you're not going to be, um, you know, in customer service if you're doing an online business, right? Uh, uh, and the, the examples abound, right? So what you're basically working on is the strategy, right? Or scaling um, or acquiring uh, other businesses, um, or maybe you know launching a different product or a different service that complements or that adds on to the existing uh, uh, portfolio of products and services. So you're actually being strategic. That's the difference between working in the business and on the business. And again, neither one is good or bad. You just have to define it. And there's going to be reasons why you define it. A third one is, do you want to create wealth? Because to create wealth, you're probably going to have to roll up your sleeves and get into the business in terms of operating the business, right? Because the only real way you create wealth in buying a business, and I wanna highlight the word create because create means that you are actually creating additional profit, which is creating additional value in the business, right? The business is worth more because you're making more money, right? As opposed to, you buying it as is and keeping the same level of work. So the revenue is going to pretty much stay the same. The cost structure is probably going to remain the same. And so the profit is going to probably remain the same. Now, if you were to do that, then you're probably going to work less in the business or on the business because the wheels are already turning. There's already employees in place. Um, processes are already taking care of things. Revenue is already coming in. There's already clients, and so you're just basically making sure that it is maintained that way, and it's not altered for the worse, right? That it's that the profit doesn't go down, that the revenue doesn't go down, and that the people are doing what they need to be doing, right? So that's the difference between creating wealth and just keeping it as is. And so let me give you an example of why this is important, why defining these objectives before getting into the actual criteria in terms of industry size, location and so on. The reason why defining your objectives upfront is important is because they may be in conflict with each other to the point where you have to prioritize. And let me give you an example which really outlines this. Uh, we've had over a thousand people come through the, our coaching program that have bought businesses, and we have had a lot of people that have worked in the restaurant industry, particularly chefs. And chefs usually like to buy, they want to buy restaurants. They have that specific skill set. It's a very specialized skill set. They like to work in the back of the house, which is the kitchen, as they call it in the industry. They like to create dishes and recipes, and uh, they like, they, they enjoy that. That's what they've been doing. And so when they change from an employee to a business owner, and their desire is to buy a restaurant, right, and work in the business, the next question is, well, do you want to create wealth, yes or no? And invariably, most of them, not all of them, but most of them say, yes, we want to scale a business, right, which is a way to create wealth, where you take a business that's doing maybe a million dollars in revenue and you scale it to two million or three million or four million. And so one of the questions that we ask them is, if you want to create wealth vis-a-vis -vis scaling, 
why would you buy a restaurant or any hospitality that by nature cannot be scaled? Yes, you can increase the revenue. Yes, you can increase the profit, but you cannot take a restaurant from a million to three million. And why? Because it's physically impossible. You have limited finite capacity. You have finite capacity in the kitchen, which is the factory aspect of a restaurant. There's limited space and limited equipment. So you are limited to the output in terms of the products, in this case, the dishes that you can actually fabricate at any given hour. And you're also limited in space outside in terms of how many people you can sit, right? You're limited by the capacity. There's a the natural capacity constraint in the restaurant industry. The only way to scale a restaurant is to open a second one. And opening up a second one is opening up a new business. Because now we get into the debate of starting a new restaurant. Even though the brand's already created, you still have to find the location and train the people and hope all of that works, right? So buying a restaurant, by definition, cannot be scaled. And so when we pose this natural dilemma to a lot of the people that are coming from the industry, uh, the restaurant industry, uh, specifically chefs, now they want to work in the business and scale a business, which is a restaurant that cannot be scaled. So they're forced to choose to buy another business that they can scale or work in the business in a business that they cannot scale. And so there is where they have to prioritize. That's why knowing, understanding, and defining your objectives is so important. So that is defining your objectives. Once that's defined, then we look at the actual specific criteria. So what industry would you like to buy? And in this case, we just you know talked about the examples of the restaurant, right? Understanding if there's particular industries that you like. The size of the business, is, it's very different to buy a business that's making $500,000 in sales than a business that's doing $200,000 in sales, right? It's going to have a, a very different infrastructure, very different types of people working in that business, uh, very different training, very different skill sets probably more people in the larger revenue one. So that's going to be more people to manage and probably managers that you also have to manage. So more infrastructure in a larger business and less infrastructure in a smaller business. So next would be location. Uh, do you want to travel uh, every single day, 10 miles, five miles, 50 miles? Uh, do you wanna to move to another city? Uh, so that's kind of goes into your work-life balance. Uh, but also, we've had students that have come into our program that have relocated vis-a-vis -vis buying a business. So we've had people move from New York City to Miami buying businesses in Miami or from Denver to Los Angeles or from Chicago to San Antonio. And the list goes on, meaning a way to move, relocate is to buy a business. That is another possibility in terms of location. But really, it comes down to what is your day-to-day -day going to be like? Do you want to you know, walk to your business? Uh, do you want to drive to your business? And are you willing to spend 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour each way? So location is very important as well. Another criteria to think about is, do you want to buy an absentee business? Now, an absentee business, just by definition, basically means that the owner is not in the day-to-day -day operations, that there's usually a general manager or an operator that is really taking over the ownership role 
um, so that the owner doesn't have to be there on a daily basis physically or even remotely because it's being run by a general manager. Um, so there's pros and cons to this, right? The pro is that, well, you don't have to be there all the time. So it becomes more of a passive income type of play. But the cons are, one is that, you know, they're they're running the show. They're calling the shots. They're making the decisions every single day. And that could be good or it could be bad, right? Uh, but really the biggest one is that you're going to have to pay the general manager what you would otherwise have put in your pocket, right? Because now they are replacing you and that comes at a cost usually in the form of a higher salary. So you're going to be making less profit than you would have if you were more involved in the business, right? And then the other ones which are less important, but but important nonetheless, are, you know, do you have a passion for this industry? Uh, do you have a certain expertise that you can bring into this industry, into this business? And also work-life balance. So let me comment on this a little more. So work-life balance, there's some industries, some businesses that only work from Monday to Friday, which means you have the weekends off. And that may be important to some people. It may not be that important to others. Whereas other businesses, you know, you work seven days a week. They're open seven days a week. And some businesses, actually the weekend are their most important days out of the week. There's also some businesses that require a lot of traveling. And so you're constantly away from home, whereas other businesses, there's no traveling. So that obviously affects the importance you put on the work-life balance that is applicable to your situation. So anyway, so that's why it's so important that you nail down first your overarching objectives, because they may be in conflict with one another. And then you become very specific on your deal criteria. Because again, that's going to be, ultimately, this is going to be the roadmap. Because after you have defined your deal criteria, you know the types of businesses you want and why you want those businesses. The next step is going to be, now we're going to go out there and look for these businesses. So again, that's why the criteria is so important to define and define up front with the overarching understanding of what your true objectives are with these businesses are. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you very much for listening. If you love the How to Buy a Business podcast, then we know you would love the Business Acquisitions Accelerator program. Here we have helped thousands of individuals buy profitable existing businesses without having prior experience and sometimes without using their own money in as little as 90 days. And we guarantee these results. Head on over to www.arturohenriquez.com forward slash BA.